Now tuning in to Earbud Media, audio for everyone. method of uh, this would be awful for you Cody like what if my <laughs> what if my way of just like warming up every day was just like singing in a Dino Menzel riff <laughs> honestly I wish you would I would love that just spice it up a little bit why not just just to change it up a little bit <laughs> yeah what what riffs exactly are we going for here are you just gonna like do the end of defying gravity like is that <laughs> you're just gonna like that's fully... what I was thinking okay <laughs> yeah, just that good there. old. Yeah, no, just full power belt. Don't speak its name. Okay. You can't say <laughs> you can't say that f word because Disney will come for our necks. Like, don't. It's true. We'll get copyright strikes just for saying it. Don't say its name. Um, do you know whose name we can say though? What's that? Ours. Hi, welcome into the show. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Set and Spike. Hi. Um, (laughs) Welcome to Into the Twilight. We are here. It's a podcast. Yeah, we're ooh, mama. (laughs) Um, and continuing our tradition of having guests on the East Coast. You're on the East Coast. Am I fucking that up? Yeah, I am. I'm, All right. Yeah, I'm in Boston. I'm in. I'm from Boston. I live in Amherst right now. Okay. Yeah, that's what I thought. All right. Cool. So, welcome to Into the Twilight, Elliot. Hello. Thank you so much. Hello. I'm so glad you're here. I have. Woo. I'm so excited <laughs> to have you here. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> oh my god. I'm so excited. <laughs> That's just the whole podcast. It's just us fawning over each other for 45 minutes. For so long. Yeah. Um, So I was introduced, and I would say Cody and I were introduced to you by friend of the family. Yeah. Friend of the pod family, Ezra. Because we were told that you were on Sincerely Queerly. And one, like, hello, friend of the podcast, and the, the family, <laughs> yeah, exactly. sincerely, queerly. But also, I've been told that, and this is a, I almost said, you know where Ezra lives, but, like, you do, because, like... <laughs> because, yeah, because they live three feet away from me. <laughs> yeah, because you're roommates, so... Yeah. And they were roommates, you know? <laughs> and, oh, God, they were roommates. <laughs> People make that joke at us about once a week, so you're not, you're not, it's nothing happened before. I'm glad out of all the vines to have died, you know, in the past, I'm glad that one is the one that has stuck with us. It's so good. As a, as a culture, yeah. Yeah, that that, that one's very good. Um, so one of the, one of the fantastic and very earnest ways of starting out this podcast that I love to do, um, is asking Cody how the fuck they are, but... You're our guest, so I'll start out with you, Elliot. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm pretty good. Um, a lot has been happening. Um, I it's ten twenty, and I'm I'm glad to be sitting down. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, very fair. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Finals week is is fast upon us. 
So I feel like I have a little bit of a cloud over my head, over my head. But I'm, I've been looking forward to this for so long. I feel very happy to be here. I'm, I'm glad that there's a nice reprieve, um, for finals. Thank you. How are you? I'm honestly, Elliot. I'm so glad that you've asked. (laughs) (laughs) It's been three long years. Elliot, and no one Ellie, has ever I ask you, you like every <laughs> Don't construct this narrative. Don't fucking how dare you? How dare you? <laughs> and if I don't ask, you're just gonna start anything. <laughs> That's true. I just I will say how I am even you if you do it before I even get a chance. You're like, here's how I'm doing. <laughs> here's my truth. Here's what I guess. And it's great, and I love it. Hi, welcome to my Scorpio moon, where I'm just trying to start a fight where there isn't one. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh. I will not I'm be shamed on my own podcast. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, Cody is the boss of this podcast. I try, <laughs> I try um, at every possible moment to start shit, um, but I am fine. I have a cat who is licking himself between my legs, and that is fine. Um, he is currently also, he is cleaning himself and also rubbing his head against my mic, which is a great editing experience. Cody, how the fuck are you doing? I'm doing okay. Um, also glad to be sitting. I'm snug like a bug in a rug mm-hmm. over here, feeling great. Um, and, you know, trying to unclog my brain of nine hours of impeachment proceedings that I watched oh, today. Jesus, yeah. Oh, Like man. a psychopath. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. So we're here to decompress. Um, we're unpacking. It's great. I will say this, and C- Cody, feel free to cut this out, because I know that we do our best not to talk about the... We've intentionally not talked about the news on this podcast. Yeah. But what I will say is that the impeachment hearings, from what I've seen so far, really lack your little stylophone noise. <laughs> Is this a segue? Do I have to get my thing now? Is that what we're doing? All I'm saying is, like, I I really feel like public court TV could really use a little bit of interlude of just, just razzle a little... Dazzle. No, yeah. I, I think it'd be... Right. So, hear me out. You got Jim Jordan in his stupid yellow tie yelling for five right. straight minutes <laughs> for to no one's gain but him his own. And just to echo him out, it's just like... <laughs> And that shoehorns him out of there. Oh my god. You wouldn't want to Right, exactly. That's what that's I'm saying. Dina. That's amazing. <laughs> that really spice things Absolutely. up. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm That's what it. I'm saying. Yeah. Or, like, um, I, I literally never forget, or I never remember what these are called, but, like, in elementary school, those little, like, um, you know, those little, like, metal instruments you would play with the little, like, bong bong things. <laughs> You're doing what great. What the fuck? <laughs> you are nailing this, this, I gotta say. My brain fog always turns into accidental charades, and that's never the intention. <laughs> Allie they is are all constantly playing a game of accidental charades. My life is accidental charades. They, they were, listen, it was like a flat top of, like, metal, you yeah, know, sure. and then you would hit it with a stick with a cotton pad on the bottom, and you would just like bang it, and it would have those like soft little sounds. <laughs> well, they were like marimbas. 
Okay, I'm familiar with the marimba. <laughs> marimba is not marimbobs. Okay, cool. Marimbas. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, I feel like the impeachment hearings could use a little marimbas. Yeah. I think we should produce the oh impeachment hearings is what you're saying. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Listen, we're available. That that could be Somebody should get on that. Not me, but somebody. <laughs> Damn. All right. Well, I don't want to talk about that anymore. What I do want to talk about is the reason why we created this podcast, which is Twilight. Um, Elliot, one of the things that we have all of our guests do when they come on here is to prepare quite a few things, actually. You had a lot of homework. Um, one of the things that we asked you to bring was to share your Twilight backstory with us. Yep. <laughs> Could you share with the space, um, so we will just usher you op- to the open mic um, <laughs> and put the spotlight on you. If you can share with us, how did you, what are your toilet memories? How did you get started in this space? <laughs> so this is going to make my family sound horrible, just like to preface it. Great. Um, we love that. So I yeah. was, yeah, I think I was 12 or 13 and I was, um... Or maybe I was 11, I was, but I was maybe, I think I was 11 or 12, and um, I was at my cousin's house, and I had literally, there's just a part of my family that I, I had never met before, um, and uh, it was, you know, my mom's, you know, second cousin, something removed, you know, like, far off in the in the genealogy, whatever, um, and they had a son who was a couple years older than me, I think, I, like I said, it was um, 11 or 12, I think he was 14 or 15, and he just was not interested in, like, hanging out with me, talking to me, whatever. And then, like, my... And then our parents were specifically like, okay, you go and hang out with Nick now. So I was like, okay. Um, so uh, I he had, like, a big kind of bookshelf on his desk that just had DVDs and CDs in it. Um, and uh, one of them that was kind of, like, on the top of the pile was Twilight New Moon. And it... And I ha- was, like, vaguely, like, culturally aware of, like, what Twilight was. And I was like oh, my parents don't want me to, like, read those books, <laughs> and, um, and he was, like, why, and I was, like, I don't know, they're too adult, and he said, usually too adult means too sexual, and I was, like, yeah, and I was, like, yeah, but I, like, I don't know anything about, about Twilight or anything, and he was, like, oh, okay, we can watch it if you want, and I was, like, okay, but, like, didn't you just, like, agree that it was too adult, and he was, like, no, not really, you're about to be 13, right, and I was, like, yeah, like, fully aware that I was lying, and he was, like, yeah, it's PG-13, so this is fine, <laughs> and so we probably got, like, 20 minutes, like, through it, and I didn't really get what was going on, I couldn't really hear it, um, but, uh, I was, you know, interested, it was, like, pretty, and it was, it seemed, like, poetic to me, I guess, and I was interested, and so, um, my next birthday, I, like, got a gift card to Barnes & Noble and bought the first two books, and then I think my next birthday, I got the next two books. Nice. Um, yeah, so, yeah, so I, I had the phase, uh, being a teenager for a while, uh, I could never get rid of, like, the, I think I could never get rid of, like, my copy of Eclipse, I don't know, I, I liked it a lot, um, and I, it was, like, a hardcover, and it kind of felt too nice to, like, give away, and I did, I felt weird about it, but, um, yeah, so I still have that actually sitting on my bookshelf at home. Wow. Wow. The idea of, one, you hanging out with a Nick at night really, like, does something for me <laughs> on, like, a, a poetic level. <laughs> um, but also the idea of, of just, like, watching watching New Moon as, like, this, like, raunchy, like, 13-year-old being like, oh, I'm doing something <laughs> bad. <laughs> like, yeah. 
<laughs> which is new moon is like the least horny of all the twilight books yeah yeah <laughs> just like the first 15 minutes where they're just like having that painful kiss by the truck and it's like oh, oh, oh my yeah, god shut up to me <laughs> yeah baby yeah god. <laughs> And then again, like, the painful kiss that Edward does when he's breaking up with her. And it's like, yeah, I can imagine an 11-year-old being seeing that and being like, yeah, okay. That's a, that's, that's love to me. <laughs> that's hot. Yeah, oh my god. <laughs> I want an emotionally distant lover and a, a woman who wants to get down. <laughs> like, yeah, that's it. What that's gonna form my sexuality. Honestly... You could just explain that first 15 minutes and those archetypes, and it's like, are you watching the Star Wars prequels, or are you watching New Moon? Like, what are what is it that you're watching at this point? Who's to say? Um, that's amazing. What follow-up questions? Characters yes. <laughs> from the three main, which one out of those do you... Did you or do you relate to most? Mm-hmm. And then ones from the side characters, did you relate to most? Um, I think that answer, all those answers have like changed a lot. I don't know. I'm a Pisces, so I, I relate to everybody, I guess. Um, <laughs> I'm glad um, we got here in record time. Thank you. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, and anyway, yeah, so, um, I remember I really, I really, really liked Jacob, um, I was oh always, God, yes. like, staunchly team Jacob before I really understood, like, the complexities of, like, consent and everything. Sure, yeah. um, welcome, you are safe here. Yeah, yeah. you're valid. <laughs> Thank you, thank you, um, yeah, so I was always just, like, staunchly top-of-the-line team Jacob, I was like, Edward's a fucking weakling, and Jacob could kick his ass, and, like, my logic always there has always been, like, Edward so vampires are like biologically designed to kill people which they don't want to do right but like the wolves are designed to kill vampires which should serve the vampires want of not killing people like it just seems show me it show me me your red string i want to see it all oh yeah (laughs) yeah Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, I have so many of those. Oh, but, like, so that was, so it just, it, like, narratively, it didn't make a whole lot of sense to me, but I was, like, in it for the romance, I was, like, this is fine poetry, like, chef's kiss. Um, <laughs> um, anyway, so I also think that, like, I related to Bella as being just kind of, like, a bookish, like, isolated teenage girl um, who had a lot of barriers in communicating with her parents, which I related to, um, and Edward was just, like, a, a tortured prick, kind of, like, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> yeah, like, and I was just, like, man, fuck this guy, like, I would be, so, like, a, one thing that I could never relate to about Bella is that she was not, she didn't want to fucking murder Edward after New Moon, like, throughout the <laughs> yeah, whole rest yeah. of the series, I'm, like, finish him, Bella, and she never does, she's just, like, oh, I forgive you, and it's, like, oh, fine, and they live happily ever after, after their demon baby and whatever, and it's, like, I, I could never understand that, like, can't fucking relate whatsoever, not at all. Truly one of the worst parts of the whole series is that we never see Bella just, like, fucking rage out, like, get so, oh, yeah, like, no. we get it for, Re- or, Bella never goes feral, and it's so disappointing. Right? <laughs> yeah, we get it for Renesmee and everything, but, like, just, she never really goes off at Edward I'm like just fucking like kick him <laughs> yeah no seriously throw them fast newborn hands yeah, throw it <laughs> yeah. yeah you want to tell me that this Virgo 
doesn't go off on him about all the reasons why <laughs> she was right at right. all of this. Oh, Come yeah, on. absolutely. Come on. Oh, she's nowhere near enough of a Virgo. She, there are some moments where she's, you know, like, making lists or, like, organizing things and, like, keeping the house clean and, like, doing stuff like that. And she, like, finds it soothing to, like, chop onions into, like, exact shapes and whatever. <laughs> I might be misremembering that, but I don't, I, I don't think I am. Um, but uh, she, like, finds it soothing to, like, organize and, like, shape things and whatever. And that's, like, very Virgo. But then she never, like, does the thing where she's like, no, I'm right. right. And she, like, she never, like, really sets it, like, an exact, like, boundary of, like, if you ever leave me again, I will kill you. Like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What about in the side characters? Side characters, um, I I related a lot specifically to Jasper again before I understood like Confederacy <laughs> versus Union. Um, yeah. Simply because like I I relate a lot to kind of just like being very soothed by a romantic partner and which I feel like is like implicit in the Jasper Alice dynamic a lot. Sure, um, yeah. where he, he also is just very observatory. He observes a lot. And I think a lot of my friends have told me that, like, even like recently that I, I kind of tend to stand on the fringes, fringes of things and like watch and gather information more than like really participating a whole lot. Um, and, uh, I always related to him kind of being in that like position. And then, and then also like with him, like kind of taking on others' emotions, I also felt like I, I, I get this little bit of like bleed sometimes or if somebody is stressed out around me I will also be stressed out even if I have nothing to stress over I I related to that about Jasper because he has to kind of be like a little bit more removed from things because like obviously he feels things very very strongly I think that yeah I I related a little bit to Alice just being like oh quirky girl making jokes TM like but (laughs) more so to Jasper I think Listen, Jasper's a mood. Um, it's right, just the, the whole Confederate thing part. is a drag for sure. Like, it's oh, definitely yeah. a bummer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the whole part where it's like, oh, Stephanie Meyer. Yeah, Steph. Yeah, if Edward can go off hunting rapists, why can't Jasper go off hunting neo Nazis as a way of retribution? Okay. Listen. Hello. <laughs> and that's, and that is the, that is what we need in this world. You know. Yeah. That is what we need. And so I feel like this is a, a natural segue then to to talk about the the work that you are giving to us. The work. <laughs> <laughs> the work you're giving the, work that, the world. <laughs> this gift. The work that you are providing for us. Um, public service. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. That you are providing us. Um, how did you get started in this? What, how did this happen? Oh my gosh. Um, so I'm not going to, I was originally going to, like, pull up the post and be like, oh, this is the thing that started it all, but I'm not going to do that, because I feel, I would feel bad, like, calling them out, like, publicly, but, like, there was a, basically some, like, a blogger in the Twilight Renaissance made a post that was, like, Twilight is so overdramatic, it would fit perfectly in a musical format, and they had, like, a lot of ideas that I, I remember reading being, like, clearly you don't understand enough about Twilight or about musical <laughs> narrative structure to be writing about this. Excuse me, I know about both of these things. Of course I'm the only person that could correct this horrible wrongdoing. Um, um, yeah, so I was messaging my friend James, and he was encouraging me and encouraging me, and then I was like, I don't know, and he was like, if you don't do it, I will. And I was like, no, I'll do it. <laughs> like, no, that was, like, what I need. Like, no, it, it can only be me. No, I, I am need the glory. <laughs> this is mine. <laughs> yeah. This is the hill I um, die on. <laughs> Twilight Yeah, because, <laughs> yeah, like, I remember the thing that, like, bothered me the most was that they wanted to, like, have Carlisle as a narrator, and, like, Carlisle doesn't Ew. know shit. Like, no. <laughs> 
No, this is th- this is from Bella's point of view, but I there were some parts of um Midnight Sun that I liked too much to um to to exclude. So there is like the meeting between the Collins uh when they're all kind of like talking over whether or not to kill Bella basically. <laughs> um and I really like that scene so I kept it in and I like kind of seeing things from from Edward's perspective a lot and then the thing at the hospital. Um yeah. I I realized that I just kind of like got got in my thoughts there and that might not make sense to the the dear listeners that uh, don't have the document in front of them but like uh yeah so it, it yeah. That is fantastic. Thank you. I had a chance to look through it so far and it's amazing. Yeah, it's very fun. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um I started it in in August which is when uh James brought it to my attention and then uh I uh, and then it just kind of grew and grew from there. It is a hoot and a half. It makes me want to see it. <laughs> Thank like, you. Oh my god. Out in the world. God, could you um, imagine seeing Twilight on an actual stage? <laughs> oh my god. The sparkling, the flying, oh, like god. Oh my god, get me in that like costume makeup room. <laughs> I just want to see how the sausage is made. That shit. Oh, like full body oh highlighter. Gosh. They got Fenty like body, no. body lava. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Oh my god, oh my okay, gosh. no, everyone shut up, everyone, <laughs> no, I have an idea, holy crap, okay, so, oh my god. our first live show is at the premiere oh of this, we just open for <laughs> the Twilight musical, yes, oh my god, so, there's a that red carpet for oh. this, but, hear me out, so, the whole thing about this show, oh Elliot, is, Cody and I have never met, we've never seen each other, in person, really? Yes. Oh my gosh. Like it's we know what each other bit. look like. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Um, but we so the whole thing is that like the joke is that if we ever do a live show we would never be able to see each other <laughs> during it. And so There the would just idea, be a wood panel across the stage. Yes, exactly. Um it'd be like those TLC shows where they like get married on on the same stage but they don't see each other until like afterwards. And mm-hmm. so I love this idea that, like, the we are, like, interviewing all of the cast before the show, <laughs> but, like, doing it separately. Oh and so Just, like, back-to-back. Back-to-back. That's amazing. Yes. I want it to happen so bad. All and right. if it doesn't, I'm going to die. <laughs> I mean, I oh will but, like, I just want it really bad. It sounds amazing. You heard it here first. Allie's never going to die. <laughs> I just want to see Stephanie <laughs> Meyer on another red carpet, basically. <laughs> That's true. That's a fair wish. Oh my gosh. I just want to see her smiles, you know? <laughs> I think it's like a Medusa effect, though. I think if you see it, you'll just, like, turn to stone. <laughs> That's Oh fair. my gosh. But, like, what a way to go, you I know? deserve it. Yeah. Then I'll never die. It'll be fine. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, I'm excited to see you keep working on it and see the progress Thank that you. you've made. Hell yeah. Thank you. That is fantastic. Um, so we'll take a brief interlude with our current events here, and then we'll get into the trash fire that you made us watch here of Van Helsing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> First of all is a Batman corner. Um, pew, 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 pew. Cody... Do you want to take it away? Hell yeah, I do. Take us away to Gotham, please. <laughs> We're here in Gotham. Um, so fucking at the Gotham Awards, quite literally, TMTMTM, TM, TM, <laughs> uh, Natasha Leone 
accept an award, I think for Russian Doll, or maybe she was just and that, like introducing she crashed else. the awards she, yeah, she, she was just there to, <laughs> she, she was the MC. award um but she was like hey i want to be the penguin in a batman movie and i've personally never wanted anything more in my <laughs> entire life than for this to That's- happen and, like, I know That's we just got excited about Colin Farrell, and I'm still excited about him being the Penguin with Robert. Um, and I think that's great. But it would be a little bit better if it wasn't Tasha Leone. <laughs> now, hear me out. Yeah. What if in the movie they're all interns vying for the position to be the Penguin? <laughs> And so, America's Next Top Penguin. Every, it's like the Capitol Hill interns where they're all like always (laughs) running around, right, scrambling. So they're all just like scrambling around Gotham, yeah, to become the Penguin, right. And right now they're just the Penguin, but it's all lowercase, right. So okay, yeah. This is so. This is Danny DeVito's like swan song out of there. (laughs) It's like he he can't be the Penguin anymore, and he's gonna turn in his hat. But we got right. these two baby penguins trying to fight for his love. Baby <laughs> and for the glory. <laughs> they're like, so it's like Natasha Leone and Colin Farrell, they're both his children. <laughs> and they're trying to take over dad's business. It's just succession. Oh my god. <laughs> it's just succession, yeah. We've just woven so many <laughs> oh my god. narratives. It's the B-plot. <laughs> oh my god. I, listen, I'm not. Opposed. I zoned out for one second. I zoned out for <laughs> yeah. half of a second, and I came back to that, and I was like, "Oh, okay." That's what happens with this audience. You blink, your yeah. se- your cell phone reception goes out for one second, and you miss a whole goddamn yeah. bit. It's you're gone. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So I'm into that thematically for sure. Um, if anyone wants to produce that and make that, yeah. Happen. I mean. It's like a whole movie. They'd have to skip out on the penguin for this movie and then come back and it would be like the penguin V Robert Pattinson. <laughs> not oh even gosh. not even the penguin V Batman. No. Just like the penguin V <laughs> just the human man <laughs> Robert Pattinson. <laughs> yeah. Cause he knows what he's done. Wow, what a rich fiction we've just woven together. Oh That's so beautiful. Right. Our minds are so powerful. <laughs> the other piece of news that I wanted to bring to this space is I have Mandalorian news. Beep, beep, beep. Um, the first piece of news is not relevant to this podcast, which is that Pedro Pascal can fucking get it. Um, <laughs> helmet on or helmet off. Second of all, the parts that's actually relevant to this podcast. One, the latest episode, Bryce Dallas Howard directed, which... Is fantastic because thank you, Bryce Dallas Howard, for your gifts. For um, your service. Because for your service. And she went on and like did some interviews and she was like, Hi, thanks to me. Um, women are now in this episode of television. Um, and I was like, Okay, Bryce, we get it. You are like a woman. But then she also referred, she like talked about Baby Yoda and like Baby Yoda's great, so thank you. Um, but the most important thing about this personally is the fact that Julia Jones is in this episode of The Mandalorian. Um, y'all listening might know Julia Jones as Leah Clearwater. Um, and she's great in this episode of television. 
and she's great always, but especially in this episode of TV. She's beautiful and wonderful. Um, Just a gorgeous, lovely human being. Yep, she plays a, a suspicious, um, protective woman. Um, so she's basically playing Leah Clearwater again, and it's great. Um, and it was wonderful, and I love The Mandalorian because it is an old Western. Um, yeah. But has some pew-pews. <laughs> what? I'm just being honest. I mean, don't Westerns historically have a lot of pew pews? <laughs> Isn't that kind of the whole thing? Well, they do. I know they're not space pew pews, but. <laughs> they're space pew pews. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and also, and, and listen, uh-huh. most Westerns don't have Baby Yoda in them. That's okay? true. That's true. That's, a, that's right. a huge plus for the Mandalorian. <laughs> yes, exactly. Man, remember when we tried to do... This is such a tangent, I'm sorry. Remember when we tried to do the whole space western thing with cowboys versus aliens? Remember that? Oh my god. (laughs) What a cursed part of history. That's fair. And media. That's fair. Um, I I was doing so well when I just forgotten that existed, (laughs) but now I will have to spend another... I will now have to... It's like I was... It's like the game. Like I lost yeah, and now i have that's to start my greatest gift i just impact horrible pop culture memories <laughs> to my loved ones yeah so they can never forget also them. fun little middle school thing um the kids still know what the game is and like still play it that's great uh, i'm happy for them yeah so if you wanted to know what the middle like what the seventh graders still do uh they still know what the game is and will come up to me at like seven o'clock in the morning and be like miss johnson you lost the game and i'll be like what the fuck? And they'll be like, God damn it. Like, I. <laughs> and all you fuckers at home just lost too. Eat shit. <laughs> Take that. Yeah, you're fucking welcome. <laughs> Go pay me $5. <laughs> okay, last but most important piece of news. Um, and I still request, Cody, that you bleep out her name. Um, <laughs> Dakota Johnson killed Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah. She fucking killed her. Ellen found dead in a ditch. <laughs> On the set of the Ellen <laughs> show, because of the pure wrath, someone is finally, fine. Someone had to do it. Someone had to come after Ellen DeGeneres and for put her in a goddamn place. George, <laughs> yeah, for George, for hanging out with George W. Bush. Um, and it, the only person that could properly do it was a fellow famous person, right? And someone who Dakota is Johnson. untouchable by the media. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and is riding off the coattails of nepotism and also being so hot and also yep. being good and at only... movies. It's powerful. Thank God. Yeah. Thank God it was Dakota Johnson uh, a... sitting in front of a Christmas tree. Yeah. A... Man, a bitch might have closed her tooth gap, but her teeth are out, all right? <laughs> for blood. <laughs> stop. Please stop. <laughs> My favorite part of this video, there's so many, like, every part of this is its own movie, but I think my favorite part is the look that the producer gives, like, I don't know what to tell you, Ellen, (laughs) she's right. Yeah, it was a, it was a powerful moment in television. It's a, it's a great piece of history. (laughs) Um, but yes, I love it a lot, um, as someone who, man, I remember... 
I remember about a decade ago when I used to watch daytime TV of like I used to watch Ellen and Oprah specifically for when like the Twilight cast and the Harry Potter cast and stuff used to come on. Um, I distinctly remember there being a day when like the Twilight cast came on Oprah and I was eating Taco Bell's chips and cheese. Um, You can't call them nachos because they're not nachos. They're chips and cheese. Like, let's be honest. Um, And I distinctly remember like the feeling of Taco Bell's hot, like searingly hot nacho cheese like falling (laughs) into my bra because I wasn't paying attention to eating because I saw Taylor Lautner's face and like I think that that really sums me up as a person (sighs) you think after three years I would stop learning new amazing things about you but you keep just pulling out trinkets of joy (laughs) and extends my life (laughs) years at a time you're welcome. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. This is my life. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's what I think of when I think of daytime TV. You know. All right, so we've got a question here, and it is about this movie called Van Helsing. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> um, Cody, would you like to read this? This question that we got from our Peshwan. Sure would. This is from Cassandra, okay. who asks, well, so this is less of a question and more of a comment. My parents let me watch this movie way too young. I think I was seven or eight. Anyway, after I watched it, I was convinced that there was a, there really was a secret society in the Catholic Church that hunted these things and wanted to oh join. My <laughs> I was severely disappointed when I learned it wasn't real and that I couldn't go fight people at age eight. <laughs> I didn't realize that that was in the notes. Holy fucking shit. Yeah. <laughs> so I felt like that was a really good transition to talking about this movie. Right. Van Helsing. It really sets up the whole premise, really. The whole tone of this. Yeah. Um, so Van Helsing, Elliot, yeah. why? <laughs> hey, Elliot, <laughs> Hey. <laughs> I feel like I, I explained this properly in my original DM, hot vampire ladies. Okay. Like, I I agree. Yes. I agree. Because you're not wrong. Right. Everything um, about what you said is true. <laughs> However, I feel um, I feel little I feel a little deceived. Oh my gosh. Because yes, right. there were a lot of vo- there were a lot of Hot vampire ladies. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> However, <laughs> there was also a lot of hot bullshit. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I would say one outweighs ben the Helsing? other a little bit. So yeah, yeah, yeah. What was, when was the first time that you saw this movie, Elliot? Van Helsing is such a rich cultural vein to mine, honestly. <laughs> tell me um, so, was, tell me everything. I was a kid. Yeah, I was um I I was like this this person that in, that asked the question. I was a kid when I first watched it. I don't remember the first time watching it. It's like just a, like a like a media constant in my life. I don't know why like we only got like probably two, three, four maybe movie channels like when I was a kid and for some reason like especially, you know, during Halloween and stuff Ben Helsing was just always on there. Sure. And um and uh, I guess because it it was pro- like probably more for TV, I can't imagine somebody going to see this in the theater. But um, <laughs> but, um, 
I guess it was, like, just kind of, um, like, not, obviously not scary, but, like, like, thematic enough that, that my dad could kind of tolerate watching it with me, but it was still kind of suitable for, like, the level of, like, kid media that I was at. Sure. Um, I was also very into, like, Dracula and Frankenstein and Jekyll and Hyde as a kid, so I was very used to kind of, like, the whole, like, you know, monsters aren't real, honey, thing, like, um, that, like, librarians and parents try to do, um, uh, and I was, uh, just really fascinated by, like, the kind, like, in my head I kind of call them vampire hot takes, which is, like, like, when, you know how, like, pretty much all, like, authors and, like, content creators will, like, kind of throw their own spin on, on, like, the old standards of, like, vampire, werewolf, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh Um, so for example, like, Stephanie Meyer's signature is obviously, like, making, um, making them sparkly, which, as far as I know, doesn't have any, like, basis in, like, mythology whatsoever. Um, that was just something she, like, pulled out of her ass and was like, oh, here, this thing, I'm cool. Yeah, she's Um, great at doing that. Oh, yeah, she (laughs) is. Kind of her Um, stick. Yeah, and so I was just very interested in, like, the kind of, like, scaly, like, white creatures that the vampires turn into. Mm, Also, like, the ideas of, like, fertility and egg-laying that the vampires play into is just, like, incredibly fucked up and weird to think about. Um, Like, Igor as being, like, I have no- Hungarian? (laughs) Like, question mark? I think in the subtitles of the version I was watching, it said Igor speaks Hungarian in the subtitles. Mm -hmm. Um, So... And then, like, the weird, like, demon race that is, like, you know, two feet tall, and they're called, like, Dawa or something like that. And you're just kind of, like, it's, like, the explanation of, like, who and what they are are is, like, so blown over. Originally, when I was a kid, I thought that this was a sequel to something that introduces these right. characters. Um, right. But then the exposition doesn't make any sense because it's very much, like, an uh, uh, an individual exposition and not just, like, a, oh, last previously on Van Helsing, <laughs> like, whatever. So I was just, like, it was, like, very confusing. Like, very little is actually explained in full. Um, but the screener kind of tries to do something of, like, oh, you just have to, like, trust your audience and, like, you know, act as if they already know what you're talking about and only reveal things as you need to reveal them but that only works so much in film in film like things go so quickly you have to like kind of like uh uh like expand on things more in the beginning like when he's up against Mr. Hyde he you only get that if you're really listening closely you're really reading the subtitles closely because he says um like, I'm here to take you back to uh, Dr. Jekyll, and he, like, says that straight out, and he says it's Mr. Hyde now. Um, mm-hmm. And that, like, it, that's a blink-and-you'll-miss-it kind of right. thing. Otherwise, you have no idea why he's fighting, like, this weird, this fucking weird giant. <laughs> um, uh, also, like, I really liked Hugh Jackman because I just liked him in Wolverine, and that's how I knew him, so I kind of recognized the people that were on screen. Um, is this Frankenstein or Beauty and the Beast in your note? That's really funny. Um, it ended up being like a Beauty and the Beast vibe. With the antidote or whatever, it's in like an actual glass yeah. glowing case that's like exactly like the rose. Well, ended up being like the whole like pitchforks towards the castle. I was like, right. whoa. Yeah. For sure. And then it ended yeah. up being like at the end, Hugh Jackman like holding Kate Beckinsale. I was like, Yo, what the fuck? This ended up being like Beauty and the Beast, but like reverse. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. It's, I was like, I was right yeah. the whole time. <laughs> I was so right. Yeah, that I wouldn't have thought of that at all. I was I got reintroduced to Van Helsing like as an adult, like because last year, um, you know, last finals week that I did, um, I was writing a like I'm an art historian and I I. I'm also like a visual theorist, which is like a subset of art history where you like say like 
what do images do to people, basically, is, and that sounds weird to, like, give a Spargnos version of it, but, like, you have to ask a lot about, like, movies, and it's, like, kind of bleeds over into media studies a little bit, and I wrote a paper about, like, the concept of ugliness and um, how it plays into, like, myths around Frankenstein and, like, media depictions of Frankenstein. Mm -hmm. For sure. Um, And that, and um, I spoke a little bit about Van Helsing's, or wrote a little bit about Van Helsing's, like, Frankenstein, and how that's actually, like, a lot closer to the book description of how Frankenstein is. Absolutely, Um, yeah. And that he's, like, articulate and educated and kind of has this, like, aching heart and he's very religious. And um, I was just really, like, like kind of confused that, like, Frankenstein is, like, one of the, unfortunately, one of the more accurate Frankensteins. And then everything else is just fucking hog wild. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's just, like, everything else is so out of left field. Like, it's it's really, really interesting. Um, uh, like, the, the kind of also, like, bionic man things that you see in Frankenstein, like the electric skull and the electric heart and everything and the the electric leg and everything that he has are also really interesting. Um, Also that the one sexual encounter in that movie is of the monk. Right. Yeah. That's fun. That's (laughs) wild. It's a fun little With this fucking like rando lady from the town. (laughs) Like. (laughs) The, yeah, the friar dude was one of the most interesting characters in that film for me. Because like, there were so many moments where, one, his haircut really just threw me for a loop in, like, most <laughs> oh of God. that film, where it was, like, distracting me from everything he was saying, because I was like, what the fuck is happening? Um, but also, yes, he he was, like, wholly into his Catholicism during that whole, like, I'm gonna give you all this exposition while walking you through this little space and telling you about these, like, swords and all of these, like, guns and stuff. Yeah. And then... Meanwhile, someone's mm-hmm. doing, like, like, a PowerPoint presentation of, like, the history of vampires. Yes! And how you gotta defeat them. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. And apparently Van Helsing doesn't know any of it. Um, and then Q, like, an yeah, hour... Yeah, he's never defeated a vampire before, obviously. He hunts monsters, but never vampires yeah. for some reason. Right. And then it, like, implies that he does kill vampires, but, like, somehow he needs, like, a refresher course from the monk. I think his name is Carl. I don't know. Oh, yeah, his name is Carl. Oh, right. What kind of monk name mm-hmm. is Carl? <laughs> you know, just give a German name to the fucking... Get, just give a German name to the fucking, like, Catholic saint or what, or Catholic monk that he is, whatever. That's yeah, normal. why not? Just, why not? None of it makes any sense to me. I... All of it is so confusing. Mm Mm-hmm. There was, especially when, the thing that really threw me for a loop in this, too, is it was quite clear in this that they spent a lot of time with the set design. Yeah. Because, and also, like, it was super clear that this was a Summers film, because there were so many parts, especially with some of the ways that, like, the bad guys literally just, like, fell into sand. I was like, oh, yeah, this is just the mummy, but, like, again. Um, <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, okay, this is, hi, this is my favorite movie, but there's no Rachel Vice in this. Um, weird and disrespectful. Um, yeah. But, like, they did a lot with the set design, and then also Kate Beckinsale's hair was just, like, curly the whole time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So what, uh, <laughs> what are the parts that you are spent, you spent $160 million on this where? <laughs> Where did you spend it? The CGI? Oh my God. Uh, of course it was yeah. the CGI. You see the beauty? I warned you about the bad CGI, though. <laughs> That's true. Oh, <laughs> boy, what a treat. It was just, there were so m- I have, I have the most amount of notes in this of just, like, 
What is happening? What is yeah. happening? Watching yeah. Hugh Jackman anamorph into a werewolf, into a CGI robot werewolf, was maybe the mm-hmm. most traumatic thing I've ever experienced. <laughs> <laughs> See, okay, so one of the one of the reasons why my dad likes this film is because he loves like. Um, and he knows that it's, like, a bad movie. He doesn't think that this movie is de- good. I'm defending my dad's taste here. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> um, my dad loves just watching, like, from any movie at any point in time, he loves watching a human-to-werewolf transformation. I don't know what that says about him. He just likes mm-hmm. it. Like, That's a fun he just little thing. See- yeah. Yeah, no, I don't... It's just, like, a weird little <laughs> thing that you know about someone that you're related to. I really like my dad. Um, but he, like, he just really... I remember watching Harry Potter with him when I was a kid, and he would just, like, ask, like, frustrating, like, stupid questions, like, who's Hermione again? And, like, how do you... What do you... What, what's going on here? And I'm like, ugh, dad, just understand my media, God. <laughs> like, you know, like, kids are. Um, and uh, then, like, when Remus Lupin turns into the werewolf, he's like, oh, that was so cool. And I'm like, yeah, it was cool. Like, finally, you get it. Like, this is cool. Um, and and uh, he just really likes, like, he watched, like, the, the old, old werewolf film as a, as a kid, um, and, and he just really liked watching the, the transformations happen, um, and I don't know, that's just, like, stayed with him to adulthood. He just really likes it. Um, but he, like, every time he watches one in a movie, he's like, oh, I just love a good, like, man-to-werewolf transformation, and I'm like, oh, that's so good, like, <laughs> very sure. Sure, yeah. Hmm, yeah. everything. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Um... Yeah. Notable moments from this movie that stood out to me, and I'd be curious... Cody, was this your first time watching this movie? Yeah, this is my first time. Okay, so I'd be curious to know what some of your notable stand-up movie... <laughs> or stand-up moments from this were, too. One, when the giant ripped some fat cotton. <laughs> that was a real stand-up moment. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Just, like, that's... That is what the kind of cinema that I'm looking for. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. One... Van Helsing's accent, aka so in Hugh Jackman. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was like sometimes it was New York, sometimes it was Chicago, sometimes it was just Hugh Jackman's accent. Literally, like yep. the first time he speaks, it's like regular Hugh Jackman. I'm like, oh, okay, it's just gonna be his voice. That's fine. We're playing with the fiction, whatever. And then it like totally abandons that <laughs> it's like i'm gonna yeah. do like a weird like victorian like serious thing it's so it, and it's net it always fluctuates it's never the same right it's powerful um my other notable favorites is kate beckinsale being the romani princess who is wearing like one of the only colored dyes in her village when everyone else is just wearing dirty brown cloth. <laughs> yeah. Like it what does a look fucking really flex. Yeah. Yeah. She's trying to like hide out so these vampires don't find her, but she's just wearing blood red. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Just what a mood. <laughs> there was a part where after the werewolves like shift for the first time when my boyfriend straight up looked at me and he was like, if this was fan fiction, the casting would be better. <laughs> um, oh my god. <laughs> and that was a real standout moment to me. Um, there's a part where we find out that Dracula's been wearing high-heeled boots the whole time. Uh, yep. Yes. <laughs> and that really did something for me personally. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah, the flamboyant Dracula is, like, my favorite thing about this movie. It's just, like, I think about him, like, you know how he, like, says his entire full, like, Christian name to Ben Helsing? When he says, like, okay, so basically I'm understanding at this point in my adult life. This is also one of the reasons why I thought this was a sequel. He, like, confronts Ben Helsing, like, at the end of the movie, and he says, like, you don't remember me, Gabriel. That's his voice, right? And um, he's, like, uh, and I I assume, because he's, like, I guess, like, Siamese twins with the devil at this point. Like, he's implying that he has some kind of past life memory in which he was the devil already, but Van Helsing was the angel Gabriel? Mm-hmm. Question yeah. mark? Um, What's I have n- truly <laughs> no idea. What- I've watched this movie more than ten times in my life, um, and I still have no idea what's going on in, like, the second half of it. Um, uh, but, yeah, but he says, like, his full, like, name, and he, like... It almost sounds like he says Draculia because I remember hearing him saying that and interpreting it like that and then Googling the word Draculia over and over and over again to be like, oh, that's like a different, a word for it in a different language, right? Like, that's, that sounds normal. Um, and uh, it's just like so flamboyant and so like over the top and it is so like, as I was watching it this time, I'm like, oh yeah, that's definitely, that's definitely a thing that Edward does where he's just like... Oh, I'm suffering. Like <laughs> yeah. I have to go and sleep in the in the ice for ten thousand years now. Bye. Like yeah, right. The ice was a big mood where he was just like, "Ugh, I am so pissed at everything that's happening. I'm gonna go take my beautiful brides, and we're just gonna like fucking mold oh, into yeah, the wall." Oh no, yeah, relatable mood. <laughs> and stay yeah. there for a thousand years. For yeah. real, it's a mood. Uh, the last one that really stood out to me was when Hugh Jackman hair blowing was in that twilight blue forest in that horse-drawn yep. carriage. Oh my god, that scene is wild. <laughs> that really did something for me. Yeah. The horses jump maybe a quarter of a mile. <laughs> like, it's really, like, it's it's so, so crazy. Cody, what scenes stood out to you? Uh, these are less scenes and more just moods, I feel sure, like. please. And Hugh Jackman in general in this film. Yeah. Huge fan. All of his fits. Oh, yeah. His whole outfit, head to toe. Oh, yeah. It's like, I could, I wore that today, basically. <laughs> like, I just need, like, oh a cool God. big hat, and now that's it. Like, I'm in, like, a crossbow. That hat was really something. Dude, the hat is so good. Like, it's so silly and ridiculous, and I hate looking at it, but it also just brings me immense joy. <laughs> the fact that that hat was able to distract, like, no one knew who he was out of that hat. Right. He goes into a full village and, like, just has the hat tilted down a little bit, and they're like, who the fuck yeah. is this guy? He's <laughs> okay, like, that's Van Helsing. He's like, what are you talking about? I don't know. I just, I have a mask and I have a hat. You can't see me, so I can't, I'm not here. <laughs> and it's very good. Um, also, I really dug when he got into a beef with, like, the priest, and he was like, hey, uh, I'm here to sin, whatever. And he's like, yeah, you do that oh a lot. God. You're very good at sinning. <laughs> and oh it's my God. such a serve. And I wish I got more of him because he was a guiding light in this nightmare. <laughs> the the grave digger guy is also one of my favorites. Just like sleeper hit, he looks like um, Lucius Malfoy, like yes. one of the recovering heroin addict. Oh, like yeah. he just had like this awful long, like greasy, like white hair with just like the huge, like sunken eyes and whatever. And he's like 
in, he's like digging a grave at night, very chill and very normal, not antagonistic behavior whatsoever. Nope. And he's like, isn't it a little, and Mailsick's like, isn't it a little late to be digging graves? And he's like, never too late to be digging graves. <laughs> and it's like, so wild. And then he's like, he's like standing in, one, in, a, in a coffin that's also very chill and normal. He's like standing in a coffin that's like visibly like too big for him. And he's like, this one is too small for me, but it might be fitting to you and then puts in Hugh Jackman who is in fact again too big for the coffin <laughs> and it's just it's like such a weird moment of cognitive dissonance and I remember being so distracted by that as a child and you know what I was right that's whack that's Absolutely. so weird listen he could not I, find a coffin and the right size right. and props <laughs> that day yeah I wrote in my notes for that guy I wrote top hat dude reminds me of Woody Harrelson <laughs> oh my god <laughs> That's the fanfiction so, casting, if you want to go real yeah. with it. Um, also, just the the Dracula dude in general, they're gay icon, for sure, but... Um, oh, yeah, for real. But there's a moment... There's a part... <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if this is going to be the same thing. I, I wrote is. that there's a part where he screams, I have no heart, and I was like... Yeah, he, like, he doesn't scream that, he, like, whines it, he's like, I have no I I feel nothing. <laughs> I yeah. will live forever, and I feel nothing. And he's so. Oh dramatic. yeah, that's pure Edward bullshit right there. Like that's For like sure. that's it was so on but brand. There's also one like, where he like has uh Kate Beckinsale's fucking twisted ass va- like a werewolf brother on the torture chamber, oh, and yeah. he's laughing, and then he just like starts dancing by himself. <laughs> he just like puts his yeah. arm. Oh to yeah, his he chest. starts waltzing by himself. I forgot about that. Oh yeah. And it's, haunting and i'm obsessed with it (laughs) (laughs) he's so good yeah yeah he's so good there are a couple other things i feel like have to be mentioned one i think you brought up the the weird like shy guy looking things (laughs) um yeah 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 i wrote in my notes i was like i think these are the shy guys from mario like i don't know what they are but they're creepy and they freak me out um yeah I feel like I have, I would be remiss to mention, not mention, um, when this movie came out. The box office thing, I think, is the thing that's haunting me the most, of, like, what was happening at this time? Um. Yeah. So, I think, I found out that on Wikipedia, like, it has this budget, it had, like, it was a universal film, so it had, like, a Mm -hmm. friggin' gross amount of budget. And it did, Mm -hmm. like, fine, like, it, it made all its money back, but... It debuted number one during their that weekend. I just, I want to talk really quick about what else was happening there. And I think that mm-hmm. we'll talk about it later too, but they just made, they made so much money for this movie. And I just want to know why. <laughs> I just want to know why. Yeah, that is really weird. Because they made almost, math is so hard I feel like a lot of people I was talking to about when I said I was going to watch this this week. Oh yeah, they made almost double. Were like, oh, people like went and saw this in theaters because people were trashing it, or people knew that it was going to be shitty. Like, I had a friend mm. who like her first, her very first date was at this movie when she was sixteen. Oh my really? god, really? first date, and that haunts me. So oh I hope she's okay. But <laughs> but like I had a whole bunch of other people that were like, yeah, I saw this in theaters and it was trash. But I think everyone like wanted it was like a collective. Let's go. Why not? Interesting. Yeah. 
And this Why? was a this was like a triple Summers thing because he directed, produced, and wrote it, yeah. which is wild. And the other thing that I found interesting too, because when I saw the cast, I was like, "Oh, Kate Beckinsale, she's like a a famous person." And then I ended up looking at her IMDb after this, and she's like still doing Van Helsing stuff. Yeah. What? Yeah. I I didn't realize when I was looking at her stuff that she has done like. She's still doing, like, Van Helsing, like, Underworld stuff. Like, she is still, like... Oh, wow, I didn't know that. Huh. That this is, like, the world that she is, like, in. That she never really, like, got out of this. Can someone help other Kate stuff. Beckinsale, please? <laughs> Get her out of there! <laughs> she is worth so much more than this. Yeah, yeah like holy a, crap. She is, like an actor who went to Oxford and this is like the world that she is in now. Holy. Wow. But I like knew her name. I was like, Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. This is like, but she is like trapped in this vortex now. Hey, here's a fun haunting thing that will maybe curse everyone listening. Um, so this movie was panned quite widely, right? Didn't, doesn't have a great, RT rating doesn't have a lot of great stuff, um, <laughs> but our boy Roger Ebert, our our pal, yeah. gave us a three yeah. out of four. No stop. And he like he was kind of particular, Mister Ebert. Yeah, and he gave yeah. us a three out of four. That's why. What, what was his review? Did he? I mean, love it's very it? it's very long, but he's basically saying it was like it's it's silly and fun. Uh, I guess the last kind of line. So he loved it. No, here's, here's I'll, I'll paraphrase the last uh, few sentences. Uh, at the outset, we may fear Summers is simply going for FX overkill, correct? <laughs> but by the end, he has somehow succeeded oh in assembling all of his monsters and plot threads into a high-voltage climax. Van Helsing is silly and spectacular and fun. Wow. Yeah, he, go, it's, he goes in. Um, so he's a stan. Speaking of silly and spectacular... We have to talk about the ending. Yeah. Because the ending really, after two long hours of watching this film, the ending really threw me for a loop. (laughs) Yeah. That last, like, two minutes was something of a (laughs) a cinematic masterpiece. Just, like, astral projecting into the clouds. (laughs) (laughs) That Lion King masterpiece (laughs) up in the sky. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was unlike anything I've ever seen in my whole life. Uh, I will Um, say, while watching it um, with, like, the the subtitles on, (laughs) the captions decided to do, like, when they were, you know, looking at the fire and it was really sad and they're like, ah, our fucking friend is dead and everything's kind of (laughs) sad. The subtitles were like, sentimental music or instrumental music yes and then when you get a little of the fanfare and then he starts looking at the clouds and, and everyone just all of your friends are just hanging out and you see their faces and it's haunting it's like epic instrumental music oh no <laughs> her face truly becomes a candle in the wind like yeah it is unreal how hard I had to squint at the screen to see her. Yeah. And then, as Cody ended up texting me, like, a few minutes before we recorded, 
the fact that it is dedicated to his dad is unbelievable. What the fuck? To me. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. People will... I remember I used to be really, really into Law and Order SVU, and I remember, like, on the worst episodes, it would always infallibly say at the end of them be like, rest in peace, somebody, somebody, somebody. And it's like, it makes no sense. It's like, why would you disrespect yeah. this person like that? Why would you do them dirty like that? Like, he, What if he just, like, hated his dad? <laughs> oh my god. I'm gonna make a big fucking movie. It's gonna suck oh my so god. Bad. And that'll show him. It's gonna make a fuck ton of money. Oh and god. it'll be terrible. And it'll have his fucking name on it. This goes out to my dad, who (laughs) hated vampires. (laughs) I'm gonna piss on your grave and put a copy of the DVD of Van Helsing. (laughs) Dear lord. This is for my dad, who uh, went into too small of a coffin. I don't know. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) I don't know. Wow. This It just felt, it felt like a real mean thing to me. Like, if you put a sentiment to your dad on the mummy, I'd be like, fuck yeah. Like, yes, I love the mummy. (laughs) But not on Van Helsing. This one, though? (laughs) Now, I'm glad that he did it instead of, like, G.I. Joe or whatever he did next. Sure. But not this one, (laughs) sir. (laughs) Might I suggest not this wine, sir. Not the house wine. Maybe, no. That's all I have to say. That's fair. It was a hoot. The vampires were hot. Yes. You were right. right. Kate Beckinsale was interesting. Yeah. The the friar did wear a jester hat, which was interesting. Yeah. Hugh Jackman did learn, I think, some of his greatest showman tricks. <laughs> his cool stuff. Oh all of the swinging yeah. <laughs> But... Overall, I don't know that I would say it's Hugh Jackman's best work, yeah? No, <laughs> probably not. But um, I would be interested to see him do it again. Just try it again. Maybe go back to the drawing <laughs> one board. One more time. <laughs> Get the Just gang back do together. Do it one more time. Try it, maybe try it as a musical this time, Hugh. Oh. Oh, and then you want me to write that too? <laughs> yes, I do. I want you to. Yes. I do. That's You're what now I'm our gonna... go-to person if we have stupid ideas like this we're like well we do know someone (laughs) who could probably make this happen and make it good oh my gosh yeah um when in doubt make it a musical yeah you know yeah exactly there you go uh speaking of bad ideas next week we're gonna be watching and reviewing beastly um which i've never seen and probably will regret watching yeah um, I was really into that book and movie when I was a kid. Neil Patrick Harris was in that movie. Oh, God. I have so much to look yeah. forward to. <laughs> I oh, you do? Wait. He plays a blind man because that's chill. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Great. Oh, Looking forward to it. Yep. So we'll be watching and reviewing that next week. Um, but we do have a couple of patrons oh, yeah, we do. to thank. Um, and I think this time we're going to look at naming them after the other movies that were on the charts during the time that Van Helsing came the out. The Hot 100. <laughs> the Hot 100. Shout out Rachel Gray. Hell yeah. Who's gonna be 13 going on 30. 
Oh, God. Classic. I love that movie. Yeah, it's great. I love that movie. All right. Shout out to Janae Jasper. Woo, woo, woo. Who's going to obviously, obviously. Obviously, Janae. <laughs> obviously, Janae, you're going to be New York Minute. Hell yeah. Because that one's a good one. Shout out Kelly Beck. Hell yeah. Who's going to be Scooby-Doo 2. Who's going to? Monsters Unleashed. Holy shit. Damn. Yeah. All right. Um, shout out to Sophia Salinger. Yeah, yeah. Who's gonna be? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, who's gonna be Starsky and Hutch? Okay. Bit of a poll. <laughs> Ten weeks on the charts. <laughs> shout out to Aaron Salinger. Who's gonna be Mean Girls? Obviously. 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 All right. Shout out to Stronger Than the Marines. Yes. Braver Than Our Core. Don't you forget it. Taylor Browntown Lautner, who has to be. <laughs> has to, obviously. <laughs> yeah. There's. It could be no other than Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen. Ooh, Yes. That movie goes so hard. It it didn't have to go that hard. <laughs> but it did for us. <laughs> but thank God it did, you know? Shout out. Oh, Jesus. Katie Weber. Woo! Who's gonna be Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind? God damn. Yeah. I remember watching that, like, my freshman year of high school, and that blowing my fucking mind being like wow there's never going to be a movie that hits this hard yeah and then me and also right. watching scott pilgrim <laughs> and me watching scott pilgrim also that year being like wow there's never going to be a movie that hits this hard yeah <laughs> all right um elliot can you uh can you look at these movies and uh tag yourself on here please <laughs> and not choose van helsing oh please god <laughs> oh my gosh Oh my gosh. Okay. It was lo- it was having trouble loading for a second and now it's here. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, oh my gosh. Scooby Doo 2 Monsters Unleashed. Oh my fucking yes. god. <laughs> yes. All right. That's fair. So, Hampshire College is where I go to school. Um and uh we're in like a consortium of schools and there's like a a campus wide like I would say, like, connection to Shaggy from Scooby-Doo because Shaggy is such just, like, a stoner that you think is so stupid but is actually, like, incredibly smart. And that is, like, the Hampshire kid, like, like profile. And I feel like everybody here just, like, identifies with Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. Also, that was a movie that I watched a lot as a oh, child yeah. was Monsters Unleashed. It's a great wow. flick. That's fantastic. Uh, Cody, can you tag yourself, please? Um, El Enchanted. Ooh, yeah. also a very good a one. Good, that, um, Don't Go Breaking My Heart little song. It, Come oof. on. Get out of here. <sighs> That's fantastic. Um, I feel like there's only one obvious choice on here for me. Yeah. For me? <laughs> there's, for me... There's only one obvious choice. Um, and it it's gotta be for me. I swear to God. <laughs> for your boy. I swear to God. <laughs> it's <laughs> um, it's gotta be cheaper by the dozen. Oh yeah. 
There's too many beautiful people in that for me for me <laughs> not to choose <laughs> for that. Me? For my boy Steve Martin? <laughs> my beautiful for boy. Me, <laughs> for me not to choose Cheaper by the Dozen? Yeah. The series that always makes me sob that much oh. for me <laughs> to not choose a movie with Bonnie Hunt in it? Are you kidding? Me? <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I'm I'm out of it. I'm out of it. Sorry. I'm gone. I'm okay. All right. Ellie, this is the time I've been waiting for this whole time. Oh my gosh. Are you ready to share I think so. the fan fiction? Oh yeah. So I told you that the the username is what made me click on this one. Okay. Um, I need you to know that exactly every other letter in this username is capitalized. Which makes for a disorienting reading experience. I thought it was a keyboard smash, but then I realized it was somebody's name and then not somebody's name. So uh, it's XX Courtney X Chainsaw XX. Wow. Love that. That, That's a bad bitch. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And I was like, oh, the the bygone days of the internet being an edgy place. and then the one-line synopsis of this, it's on fanfiction.net. Uh, it only took me three searches to find this one, and I was like, oh, I'm already done. <laughs> and it's uh, titled, the, the title is simple, it just says Busted, and uh, the, the, it's rated M for adult content, and it's, uh, the synopsis says Fluffy, Lovey, Fucky, Twilight, all capitals, Lemon, Woohoo, rated M for a reason exclamation mark oh my god all right well cody plug your ears then (laughs) (laughs) jesus okay well i'm ready let's do this (laughs) go uh and yes i still have that pepper spray i mouth at him him is charlie it's bella talking i mouth at him as i walk up the stairs with edward and my hand in his ahead of me (laughs) charlie nods and mouths good right before i turn away to follow edward We enter my bedroom, close the door, and sit on my bed. I raise my eyebrows up and down twice to put Edward in the mood, if you know what I mean. (laughs) Edward and I suddenly start making out. Next thing you know, a makeout leads to a feel-up, then stripping. Next, I realize that we're following the, quote, how sex starts path, you know. That's all. You know. You know. You know. Oh... Jesus. Well, I hope the pepper spray comes in handy at some point. (laughs) Yeah. God. Um, Well, that's exhausting. Um, But (laughs) I'm good to, it's good to know that it is out there for someone. Um, Thank you for sharing that, though. I appreciate it. Um, It's all good. Wow. Um, Elliot, where can people find you on the internet if they want to support you and your work? Yeah, I'm uh, at $1poet, um, spelled out on Twitter, so O N E D O L L A R P O E T um, on Twitter, and the same thing on Tumblr, uh, and that's all. I don't have an Instagram or anything. Yeah, that's fantastic. So that's that's where I'm at. Um, also, I have um, I know of somebody that writes like really good like this is all good fun and games, and I know somebody that writes uh, really good poetry about kind of Dracula and gender, um, and uh, their name is Chase Bergren. Um, I think it's C-H-S-E, um, and then Bergren is B-E- B-E-R-G-R-E. 
U-N-N, I think. Um, and they have a book um, of poems out of erasure poems from the book Dracula um, that's just called Red, and it's really, really, really good. Wow. Um, so if you are interested, please look her up. She's amazing. Yeah. That sounds awesome. Hell yeah. Cool. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, I'm excited to have a new book recommendation. Cool. <laughs> wow. Um, I am... I feel sucked of my blood and energy at this point. Um, that is fantastic. Well, here in Seattle, um, as we usually say, those are all the words scrambled wrong. <laughs> I'm so tired. Um, bit. <laughs> yeah, get whipped. God damn it. Fuck. This is an Earbud Media production. You can find us on Twitter at Earbud Media and listen to the rest of our shows. You can find this show on Twitter at Into the Twilight, as well as Into the Twilight.show. You can send us an email at Into the Twilight Show at gmail.com. You can also become a sponsor of the show or buy some merch at Into the Twilight.bigcartel.com. Our art is done by Maddie Padilla, who you can find at Your Ghost Toast 44 on Instagram, and our music is done by Eli Krauss, you can find at Eli Sauerkraus and Krausfilms.com. The intro and outro is by KB Smith, you can find at kb underscore underscore smith on twitter you can find ali on twitter at into wild places and you can find me at dyke discourse you've been listening to earbud media production earbud media audio for everyone